It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, here we go, 4 o'clock hour. 4 o'clock is here, 5 o'clock kickoff, a little bit after 5 o'clock. For Thursday Night Football, um, teams with high expectations. I don't, you know, the Giants haven't gotten off to a great start, but uh, Giants and Niners, it's a big spread, it's 10 and a half. We'll get into more breakdown of the game in a little bit. We're going to talk to uh, NFL insider, former Raider, Stanford Routes going to join us in about uh, 19 minutes. And then we always close out Thursdays with leans and likes in college football and a little bit of NFL with Brad Powers. Uh, ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas, Cofield on the road in El Paso, getting ready for UNLV and UTEP. JVT and Damon are back in the Finley Toyota studios. Um, I ended the last hour abruptly. Can I finish off the, uh, the Derek Carr video that uh, no Ari's guy no i just Come watched the video Ari. no i just watched the video absolutely not and and tell me tell me how it comes across it comes across smarmy i think is that a good term for it i mean i just i can't do it with this guy i can't genuine authentic no, are the words no. you're looking the, for you know what got me was no, the that, it's the furthest thing from that that's the problem it, it, what got me and we both had the same reaction to that moment when i was talking watching about it. Derek Derek Carr talking Derek Carr talking about still rooting for the raiders hey. i don't know if, i don't know if we said it's Derek Carr go ahead hey josh you know I, I texted him congratulations you beat the broncos just like we did last year no like what are you doing you're only doing that so that you can tell this story later you're not doing it out of the genuine kindness of your heart. I did something very kind today, Steve. But you know what? I'm not going to tell you what it is because when you do those things, it's supposed to be for you. I did something really awful today, and I'm going to tell you in less than five minutes about it. But the other thing about Derek Carr in the statement, and again, this was uh, Demond's buddy, uh, Ari Mirov, who's got this uh, mega handle that uh, basically aggregates all the NFL stuff. Um, he wrote, despite the sour ending, Saints quarterback Derek Carr says he still texted Josh McDaniels to congratulate him on the Raiders' week one win. Quote, I'm going to be the type of guy I want my kids to be if they go through a hard time. Uh, Ari, the aggregator, writes, hard not to like Carr. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> you, you would never say that. Although, you would never think that. Although I will say, uh, to push back on you a little bit, Steve. And, and by the way, it's not because of us. We have not rubbed off poor, you know, poor we, we're not affecting you as a nice person. You're smart enough to see the, the phoniness sometimes with Derek Carr. Of course he is. Uh, but I think I'm actually more in DeMond's camp now. You got to have Arian. He had an, a brilliant report adding details to the Travion Diggs injury that none of us would know without him. Okay. Uh, do you want to mention it, or are we gonna? Is this like a tease ahead for something else? I don't know if Ari had this. Was from Dove Kleiman also. Oh, Dove Kleiman. Dove sorry, Kleiman uh, had sorry, one. Sorry. So, Steve, hey, this Dove, is why Dove, you can't Dove's discredit gonna... these guys. It okay. turns out Cowboys cornerback Trevon Diggs had planned to go to the Beyonce concert tonight at ATM AT and T Stadium. Diggs twenty five. Diggs turned twenty five years old on September twentieth and bought a suit to celebrate his birthday. He had a silver outfit prepared to wear, but now he can't go. All right. Well, don't let's not. Let's not la- let's not laugh at the injury because it's terrible. He's We're not laughing at the injury. The season, but the but don't what just... irks me is that what irks me is that he he didn't get that on his own. He, you don't know he that. got that from someone else and give give someone. That's what reporting is. That nugget. No, that's what reporting Topping is. Someone else. And by the way, don't, and, and don't yeah. Justin Fields me. All right, I was not laughing at the injury. So do not do not try to misrepresent <laughs> my laughter. Big four. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Four at four. Number four. 
Very important question. Could tell you a lot about the personalities on Cofield and Company. John, you're concerned with people and their towels when they come out of the shower. What's the deal? No, so I, I got into this conversation with Isabel the other day because she likes to – a common occurrence of the Von Tobel household is when I get done showering, I reach out to grab my towel and it's not there anymore. And it's one of my great irritants because oh, she constantly God. will take it to wash it and not replace it. But it also leads to the question, she'll get me like two uses out of the thing before she takes it to wash it. And so my question was just like, hey, how often do you use a towel? And specifically out of the shower. Because you know how people get like oddly like defensive and angry about stuff? I had one guy respond, and it's like, um, you know who uses only a towel once? People that go to the gym. But it turns out that there's not that many people here on this site to do that. And I was like, okay, relax, buddy. That's what we're talking about. We're just talking about shower towels here. So that's what led to my question. How often will you use a towel out of the shower before you wash it? Jesus, how, mu- how much does that guy smell after working out, you I, pig? Not only that, I mean, I, I, I mean, let's just say a little too much pre-workout or too much stimulants, if that's immediately where you're going <laughs> on a poll question about towels. Just saying. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a disgusting human being, so I'll say um, my wish would be to, to max it at three, but sometimes I'll push it beyond that. Oh, me? Yeah. Um, for me, I'd say three would be the limit. I clicked on it, the poll, you know, I had to be a man of the people. Four plus was the correct answer for JVT and the runaway favorite. Four. Well, I don't know about correct, but it was the most popular one. Yeah, four plus how, uses. How many? How much of the audience do you think were guys? I mean, I think I would. Ninety-five percent. I was gonna say it's. I don't know about that, but yes, it's safe to say a vast majority of the people who follow me and respond to that are males. Yeah, I think I think women probably change up the, the shower towel more often than most guys do. I don't know. You'd be surprised. I've walked into some really dirty women bathrooms before, especially in my time as an Albertson's courtesy clerk. They, they could be heathens. All right? Let's just put it that way. Number three. This one's really this is a tough, tough big four here. Tough big four. Uh, you got a report of a crime. Right. Uh, this is a very interesting thing this dude stole. He stole $7,000 worth of Legos. It's actually out here in Las Vegas. Uh, one of the targets that he targeted um, was that target on like Flamingo Maryland Parkway, like in that area. Um, so he stole over the course of multiple times in the summer $7,000 worth of Legos at two different target locations. Bro, go to a different target. If you're constantly targeting the same two outlets, they're going to get you eventually. So, apparently, it led to, like, a really dramatic chase through, like, some water channels, but eventually they got him. Um, So, I found myself conflicted because, you know what? Screw the man. Target can afford to write off $7,000 worth of Legos. I wish this guy would have gotten away. It's a a harmless hobby. Let him indulge. I'd rather him steal, you know, Legos and go back to his apartment, which is probably pretty empty, and just do that at (laughs) home as opposed to, you know, anything else. You don't think he's like a Philip Rivers and he's got like nine, ten kids? He needs Legos for all the kids? I mean, that, and I saw his picture, probably not a lot of human companionship going on there. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> but I'm on right, his so side. You, I'm on his side. Are you fine with writing off, uh, asking asking corporations to write off $7,000 worth of uh, stuff you steal? Yeah, I'm saying if you want to um, freely take things from any of these mega corporations, go for it. I'm with JVT on this yeah, one. And by the way, as a, as a father who's had to buy Legos now recently, it's plastic. What are we doing with some of these prices? It's absolutely ridiculous. 60, They're overpriced to begin with. Yeah, it's like so, $70. So, 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 
So seven thousand is really like in in terms of actual cost, like four hundred bucks. Yeah, like he's yeah. It's 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 not like he's getting away with murder, okay? And it's showing creativity. Now they're limiting his creativity. And if you want to uh, ring that I'm chicken up as bananas, with, go ahead. That's right. I like your follow up. I'm going to start with no. I'm not going to start with. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with John. I wanted, by the way. As a joke, I wanted to in the yeah. email to just be like, Damon, have you ever stolen anything? Because <laughs> I've, I've stolen um, quite a bit of things. Okay. What's the last thing you stole? Uh, oh, I mean, it's been a while since I've stolen something. Um, probably like 2011 or so. Um, I needed a new shirt. So I went to a... Uh, Let's say a cheaper version of Target. I don't want to incriminate myself here. Uh, and stuffed a pack of shirts down my shorts and then walked out. Wow, look at you. That was probably like the last thing that I did. All right. Come on, you want to come clean? Like I said, sometimes, you know, back in the days where, you know, times were hard, you know, the, even if they, some, some places they try to like, hey, put your bananas on the scale. No, 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 no. This is a pack of chicken. Yeah. You just you know you lift it, but I'm still paying for it. <laughs> you, know, you lift it a little bit. When I when I used to work at a certain grocery chain, I think I've already admitted to where I was. Um, what I used to do was you know you could go behind the deli when when it was when it was closed, but they would still have like the, the refrigerated stuff. So if I wanted like some potato salad, you put like one little piece of potato in, you weigh it, and then you fill that sucker up, and then you know you just go and you check out. Wow, unbelievable! So dishonest. Um, I actually stole something basically as soon as I landed in El Paso. Oh, you know what? I just actually stole something a couple of weeks ago. I just remembered. Go ahead. <laughs> but mine's more recent. But I but I wasn't intending to steal anything. Um, I went to a convenience store right up the road from the hotel. I go in. Um, I have to have drinks all the time. So I grabbed a couple of tall boys. Mm. I grabbed a water. I grabbed some snacks. And the guy was having difficulty um, getting a couple things to scan. And then he rang it up. And I'm like, uh, it's not right. I mean, I don't think you got the other beer. And he was like, don't worry about it. That's not stealing. You were done a I favor. Mean, no, I want to know when the last time you had the intent of taking something that was not yours. And I when did. I say a couple I, of I weeks should, ago. I, I, I did. Like, I didn't demand that I pay, that, that he rings it up correctly. No, I did. that's ridiculous. That's not. Come on. Incriminate yourself at least one time. Um, I will say, I'm just going to say this. I'm becoming more of a public figure. If you see me out in your restaurants and you got cool shot glasses, one of them's coming home with me. Well, okay. Number two. Number two. Getting yelled at to be more of a criminal or admit that I am. Okay. Didn't mean to make you feel bad. I just like the phrasing of demand. Do you want to come clean? <laughs> <laughs> we comboed two topics there with the towel and. Uh, all right. So, so John Von Model, uh, your model says the Niners are at about the right number here. You had what, 10.8 favorites and yep. the 10.5 point favorites. Uh, but that doesn't mean you personally, just because the model says it, which is the final say, uh, just because the model says it doesn't mean that you agree that the Niners are a really good team. No, I think that actually they're a team that I want to find an opportunity to start to consistently play against. The problem is uh, is that the schedule has been really nice for them. It actually did. You know, On the first weekend, I had the Steelers. I didn't bet them outright, but I had them on a teaser. That obviously didn't get there. Um, so I, I want to find different ways to bet against this team, but the schedule has not presented a ton of opportunities to actually do so. And I think if you look at the numbers, like Brock Purdy hasn't been great. There's a lot of people who are trying to throw him out as like an MVP candidate already. If you actually watch him, he has been far from perfect. 
And I think he's very much being carried by an offensive scheme that'll probably get exposed as we go further along. But tonight's not the night because, oh, man, the Giants kind of stink. Like, they really stink. Where do you think the betting is on this? I know you, you pointed out uh, Ben Fox, who used to work for VSIN, that he put up some numbers. What I'm looking at right now is uh, 76% of the cash is on the Niners, 85% of the tickets on the Niners. Yeah, it sounds about right. The Niners are going to be a very popular public team. It's a primetime spot, and everybody remembers what they saw last. And what we saw last was the New York Giants needing a furious comeback to go out and beat what a lot of people perceive to be the worst team ever. Yet, it's 10.5 and, and minus 105. If everyone's betting on the Niners, what's happening? Well, Steve, some people would call that reverse line movement. Which means that the public opinion doesn't mean anything. That the sharp minds shaping the market are all over the San Francisco 49ers. No, the New York Giants. Wait. Pros versus Joes. Wait, hold on. Is that right? I know. I, I often screw this up. Yes. You would think that sharp money would be on the Giants. But it opened nine and a half and it got to ten and a half, so. Well, there's some late buyback. Okay, all right. I don't know. I honestly, I I don't I don't know how to use the reverse line movement angle at all. I don't I don't find it very like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't find it as a useful tool, so I don't really know how it works. So yes, I'm I'm going to stick with reverse line movement. There you go. A lot of truth telling. Last five minutes about stealing stuff. Not really understanding the reverse line movement. Uh, we'll continue on this, and we got to get to Devonte Adams, who was not very happy. And uh, he's, he's saying it with the uh, the Bills' action during the end of the game and one defender in particular. This hour is brought to you by our friends at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, offices in Reno and Vegas and Henderson. You call anywhere in the state of Nevada, 766-1400-775 in the north. This is happening, though? Yeah. You hate that this is happening? No, I mean, it's life, baby. It's life. I threw it out there. I threw the ball in her court. And, you know, I told her, you know, maybe uh, I've seen you rock the stage in Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock the stage in Arrowhead and see which one's uh, a little more lit. So we'll see uh, We'll see what happens in the near future. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, I'm going to say I'm very secure in my masculinity. Um, so I get Travis Kelsey is an attractive dude. If Taylor Swift fell for that line, then no wonder why she's written so many songs about broken relationships. Does that work? <laughs> that was terrible. Stanford Route is with us. I mean, Stanford, you played football. I hope you had better lines than that to, uh, to get the ladies. I mean, my God, that was terrible. I mean, I'll tell you like this, fellas. Like, any line is good if the girl already likes you. If the girl doesn't like you, you could read Shakespeare to her and yeah. she wouldn't be moved by it. But yeah, I'm hoping that uh, my lines were a little bit better than that back, yeah. uh, back in my playing days. <laughs> and I've, I've noticed over the years from following you guys who are the professional athletes, um, they seem to like a lot of you guys um, Yeah, before you even speak. So uh, that's an advantage that, uh, that the chosen ones who are uber athletes have over the mere mortals out there. It's a curse, Steve. Um, I mentioned- it's a curse. Yeah, I mentioned. Yeah, okay. I mentioned to you during the break, Stanford, that I was in your state. I'm in yeah. El Paso. I'm looking to have a good time here. I think it's going to be great. Uh, is this a great place or not? Oh man, uh, El Paso. I can't remember the last time I've even been to El Paso, but it's the great state of Texas. You're always going to be able to find a barbecue. You're always going to be able to find a good time. Somebody that is having a brewski oh, or something like that at a bar. Um, so. No matter what, I can tell you like that, Steve. Anytime you're in the state of Texas, you will always be able to find some sort of 
fun, some sort of good time, some sort of TV that's on in a bar. There's always a game. Football is king out here, so you'll be just fine. Yeah, oddly enough, the other thing you have in Texas are highways and then the access roads, which I happen to be staying on an access road. I swear to God, every time I come to Texas, I'm next to a highway. There are, the highways in Texas are, are just, they really are incredible. All right, we got to start out. Before we get to Raiders and Bills and what happened, and I, I want to talk about the road trip. Um, I want to get your take. I don't know if you saw this, but Devontae Adams was really pissed off at one of the backups on the Bills uh, for taking a cheap shot at him at the end of the game. I want to kind of get your uh-huh. take on uh, how football players feel about this. But for the audience, let's play a little bit of this, Devon. I don't, I don't want to continue to talk too much about it, but is you know, is was it unnecessary completely, obviously. And, I mean, and depending on how you look at it, I mean, certain players play a certain way, too. Some people out of control they fly around they don't really have much true purpose out there i mean playing a half field on one side you run over and hit somebody in the head on the other side of the field i mean that's the type of stuff that contributes to you not being on the field you know that's why you're in when you're blowing in the south by 25 at the end of the game there you go Devontae adams talking about cheap shots uh, he's taken from bill's backup so what do you think stanford Uh, I definitely understand where he's coming from. He feels like that was a cheap shot. And obviously, when you look at that point of the game and how much the Bills were up by, uh, it seems like it was something that was unnecessary. But also, this is something Devontae Adams has not been a part of or something that he has not been able to, something he hasn't experienced in quite a long time. Whenever you're somebody who doesn't get a lot of playing time, especially a young guy, you're trying to earn your roster spot. You're trying to earn more playing time. And as a DB, you're taught to play all the way through the whistle. Now, sometimes you teeter on the line of dirty or unnecessary or any other adjective that you may put on a certain play. But the thing is, is that you want to make sure that you please your DB coach. Yeah, the fans may feel a certain way about it. The opposing team may feel a certain way about it. But you want to make sure that you play through the whistle for your DB coach. That way they can see that you're up to speed. That way they can see that you're playing up to par and you can then earn more playing time. But for Devontae Adams, who's been a star for a long time, he doesn't know what it's like to try to make the team earn more playing time, things like that, probably ever since maybe his rookie year. Did you ever did you ever know anybody who played like that or had to have a conversation with a teammate? You had to tell him, like, hey, buddy, like slow down a little bit. We're all professionals out here. Yeah, I've had to play with I play with a certain, uh, with a couple of guys like that, maybe even through training camp and things like that. And I can tell you, as a player, you really dislike that when you're going against somebody. But if somebody when it's an opponent, but I can tell you this: if it's your teammate, you love that because you love that tenacity, you love that fire. Now you don't like playing against it on Sundays, but if you are playing with that person on Sundays, you love it. Is there is there can wide receivers be like that? Because you're a corner, so like I would assume it's more skewed to defensive players. You got to be told, but were there any wide receivers that? And like, what do they do when you're like, bro, like chill, man, all right, whistle, like chill out, or is it just defensive guys who go a little too hard? Oh no, it's offensive guys that will do it. Yeah. It's receivers that'll go and maybe you know try to block you extra hard, or they'll do uh, uh, on a run play. They may blindside you, things like that. So yeah, I've definitely come across receivers that have done that, and it's annoying whenever you play against them on Sundays. But then all of a sudden you realize that they just got traded to the Raiders, or now yeah. your teammates with them. You love it. Stever outs with us. So one on one start to the season, there were some encouraging signs against the Broncos and getting a win, and then the last three quarters against. The Bills were just not good. Give me some things that troubled you in the loss against the Bills. Oh, let me see here. Lack of scoring points, lack of run game, lack of being able to 
keep Josh Allen from throwing, I'm sorry, from being able to have an 80% completion percentage while he's passing. So there's a number of things that uh, that annoyed me or that troubled me from watching that game on Sunday. Can I can I tell Stanford my favorite stat from that game that we talked about the other day? Uh, this is this is an unbelievable number. It really is. So Josh Jacobs had a, a total of negative two yards, right? Stanford. He averaged one point three yards after contact. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that hits it right on the head right there. I mean, how, as an offensive lineman, how do you? I mean, what do you even say to Josh Jacobs after? I mean, you don't. Uh, you, obviously, you're going to have processing to. that number. But you can see that he's getting nailed behind the line. Like, what, I mean, come on. Yeah, you just got to simply get uh, better penetration. You got to be able to find ways to either go and get the pass game really rolling. That way now they'll have only seven in the box. They'll run more cover two. You have to be able to get penetration within the offensive line. If you have to slow down that D line by running some draws, running some screens, you got to slow them down because what you just said right there, that's putrid. And there's no way the Raiders are going to be able to be successful at all this year, putting up that type of numbers and in the run game. Stanford, when it comes to the Raiders offense, what do you think is going on with Hunter Renfro? Only one catch in the past two games with Jacoby Myers being out. I'm sure everybody in Raider Nation thought, oh, this is going to be a game where Hunter, he can step up. Yeah, I think that uh, obviously uh, Josh McDaniels has to do a better job of making sure to prioritize getting him the ball. And we all know, fellas, Jimmy G is not somebody that's thought of as a gunslinger. He's not somebody that's going to drop back, throw the ball 50 times a game. That's never been his his repertoire ever since he first got into the league. So I think that it's going to be a collective effort. And then obviously Hunter Renfro, maybe him and Josh McDaniels aren't on the same page right now. Maybe Josh McDaniels doesn't really, I'm sorry, maybe Hunter Renfro doesn't necessarily like the the plays that are being drawn up. Maybe he doesn't like the scheme. Maybe he's not a, a great fit for this. I don't know, but I definitely can tell you something needs to change if the Raiders want to be successful. Right now, they're one and one. The Chiefs, they stub their toe out the gate, lose it to the Detroit Lions. You got the Los Angeles Charger, Chargers have a lot of talent. They're 0-2. You look at the Denver Broncos. Seems like they haven't found their footy. So right now is a time where the Raiders can really go ahead and try to cement themselves as far as being toward the top of this AFC West and who knows you look up in a couple months and you're sitting around there with nine maybe ten wins with a possible chance to make the playoffs so I definitely think that right now it's it's time uh, time is of the essence for the Raiders right now to go ahead and try to make sure that they fully capitalize on this opportunity. Stanford Route, the former Raider does the Believe in Raiders podcast with Dennis Ackerman also has his own podcast all facts no cap I saw that he had uh, our friend Stormy on uh, just a little while ago what'd you guys hit on oh man we just hit on everything from college football to the xfl uh, and everything in between you know just her days is being a reporter obviously some of the struggles that she may have he, she may have encountered as being a woman in a male a male testosterone uh, dominated industry things like that uh it's definitely something uh, worth listening to all facts no cap you can go ahead and download it on any place where you listen to podcasts whether it is youtube whether it is spotify whether it is apple there you know you can just find it anywhere so back to the Raiders did you see that the Raiders had called the Rams on Cam Akers now Akers wants to get to the Vikings why do you think they did that uh, I mean obviously you want to go ahead and just always kick the tires you want to see what's available out there I mean I wouldn't say that Cam Akers is better than Josh Jacobs but I think the Raiders are gearing up for the for the very very real possibility that 
they may not franchise Josh Jacobs next year, and they're going to let him walk in free agency. So they're already in the midst of looking for the successor to Josh Jacobs because what Josh Jacobs is going to want, they probably aren't willing to pay him. So obviously we all know that the only day of the week that this is not a business is on Sundays. Or in this case, maybe Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday Sunday night or Monday night, Thursday night, things like that. So it's it's not definitely shocking for the Raiders to at least make that phone call about Cam makers. Stanford, Steve and I have a bet on the Raiders' next game. I'm taking the Raiders. He's taking the Steelers. What do the Raiders need to do to win this game? And I've got a 7-Eleven pizza riding on this. <laughs> they're gonna, For one, they're going to have to make sure they protect Jimmy G. That's number one. Number two, they're going to have to go ahead and pressure uh, Kenny Pickett. They're going to have to try to mix up some coverages, try to confuse him, because we all know that secondary is not the best in the league right now, just to go ahead and put it mildly. So Max Crosby's going to have to have a big day. They're going to have to make sure that they can generate some sort of pass rush with twists and stunts and things like that, trying to get Kenny Pickett to hold on to the ball a split second longer, confusing him in the back end, Hopefully that bodes well, but I think the Raiders are going to have to make sure that they play an all-around solid game. Offense, defense, special teams. Jimmy G is going to have to make sure he doesn't turn the ball over. They're going to have to be able to run the ball with Josh Jacobs. Maybe you might have to mix in some draws, some delayed handoffs, things like that, just to go ahead and slow down those linebackers for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We see T.J. Watt now the all-time, I'm sorry, the franchise leader in sacks in Steeler history. You look at Highsmith having a big game. So you definitely have your work cut out for you on Sunday night. Stanford, great spot, man. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you. You guys be good, man. Be safe out there. Wait, 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 wait what? Now we now he got me scared. All right, we got we got to come back. I have some reaction <laughs> off of his, uh, his advice for, for El Paso. We're coming back. It's Cofield and Company. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Good job there by Stanford Rout breaking down what happened to the Raiders last week against the Bills. Damon and I have the 7-Eleven bet on the line. By the way, a little known fact, uh, there are, I don't believe there are any 7-Elevens in this region of the country, West Texas. Uh, there's a place called DK that apparently bought out all the 7-Elevens, Damon. Man, DK must have some deep pockets, man. Buying out 7-Eleven. And I did, not see, I did not see the pizzas, and I did not see – there was no taquito rack, as I like to call it. There were no big bites. So, sad times here. Sad times. But there is a Whataburger, or Whataburger, if I say it correctly, uh, less than a mile away. So, is good news. Is taquito rack not like a well-known term? You're just the only person who uses that? I don't know if anyone called it. First of all, the pronunciation is absurd. Uh, secondly, I don't know that it's called a rack. I think it's – I don't know what the whole that whole unit it's is called. It's a roller. I know they're rollers. Yeah. The whole thing is called a roller or the rollers are called rollers? I, I say the roller. The buffalo chicken roller also pretty good. I mean, every time you're there, they just ask you, you want something off the grill. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know where what, what uh, 7-Elevens you've been to. You get it yourself now. Well, I mean, Not like the uh, yes, ones. well, back like back in the day, which was like <laughs> no, no, two you're, you're, months ago. You are right, though. You can't you yeah. can't just grab wings and pizza. They still have that behind the protective glass. That is very true. Some of them, no, you just That's open the it gold up. Standard. It's like oh, a little, is that right? Some you of them grab, grab, like you a grab your own wings. Yeah, it's like a little handle, and you just boop. Mm. Uh, wings are also be, five uh, for five. Mm. Got some yesterday. That'd be pretty easy to. Uh, um, so Good first of all, Stanford got me a little worried when he closed out the spot. Be careful down there. 
What was that? Well, I well, do we run with the bit? Yeah, I'll some, run with the bit. Is that just something? Is that just something you say? I mean, you've told I think multiple people now on the show what two or three that you're out in El Paso, and every every response has been of hesitance and like, oh, all right, so. <laughs> I would probably err on the side of caution it. out there. Now, the, the, the positive out of Stanford's conversation is that when I mentioned the city, uh, he mentioned barbecue. So I may go off script here and go get some barbecue. How was that off script? You're out there. You Shouldn't you do that? Uh, I, I had promised um, our broadcaster Bites listeners, a very popular podcast, uh, that it was all Mexican. It was Mexican or bust. All Mexican food, every meal. You can probably – I mean, you're out there for multiple days, though. The team doesn't get there till tomorrow, so you can still fulfill that request but also, you know, get, like, barbecue tonight. Okay. Steve, well, I've got to ask that. you something. Because yeah. Broadcaster Bites, it's the biggest show that I want to be a part of. What did you think of the wings in the press box? Oh, boy. Um, should we save this for tomorrow? You want me to just clip that? I mean, the Vast Sound crew clipped that because it got a lot of attention. Um, what is this? I'll just tell you this. So they had wings at Allegiant. Uh, for the UNLV UTEP game. I guess before I tell you, you should tell me what, what you thought of them. I thought they were phenomenal. That was the best food for a UNLV wow. game I've been to. Dude, I will say before you give your thing, look, I don't, I haven't had the wings. If we're going to do this, I like the Allegiant Press Box food. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I think it's good. I, I, I have not had anything there that I have not, I did not like. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you some honesty here. Uh, one, we virtually have no one from the athletic on, and I have my reasons, but I like Vic, and then I will promote them when I can. Um, I don't like Deshaun's approach, who's the uh, the two on the Raiders. I don't like Deshaun's approach to Las Vegas food and his criticism of Allegiant food because it also goes back for me, and there was a whole rant on Broadcaster Bites about this. Um, I do not like people who criticize getting free food. That's right. And I think our forefathers in the media ruined it for many of you guys now mm -hmm. because they pissed and moaned so much about free food in the past that now in a lot of places, they charge us. Mm -hmm. And they don't get it. You're literally biting the hand that feeds you. I mean, not literally. Literally. They'd have to bite. I mean, that, yeah. that worked. There was, there was no – whatever. Whatever the pun thing is. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, you know what? I'll clip it up for tomorrow because – Someone did go just wild, strong opinion about those wings. I just really want to say strong. that San Jose State, your food stunk. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Gaming on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right. We finish up my search. Can I bet sports in Juarez? Oh, it looks like there's a couple of casinos that take bets. All right. Nice. There you go. Yeah, John Montobel, Damon Cofield. Brad Powers is in. Brad, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's happening? I'm in El Paso. <laughs> hey, I've been through there. Uh, the Stumble is a great stadium. Uh, very historic. Uh, neat town. So, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it was one of my favorite stops uh, on the uh, tour, last year's tour. Yeah, I'm getting really good feedback on the stadium, so I'm looking forward to seeing the stadium. Um, do you know Texas people who live in El Paso who go across the border to bet? Because I still don't understand why Texas doesn't have sports betting. It's infuriating. 
I do not know. Not very many people go to Juarez <laughs> and come back back and forth. <laughs> I, I think they would rather uh, do something else. Well, I'm getting a lot of that too. I got Brad, a lot of positive on the Sun Bowl and uh, Juarez, no dice. Brad, any uh, any tips for Steve to break into the field over there at UTEP? Well, I'm not going. I'm not going a tough to break one. I, I, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah, he doesn't. Need, I mean, doesn't need me for for that. But uh, I was much more aggressive on this year's trip than past trips. I did not get in on the stadium there. It was kind of cool the way it's like built into like a mountain. Like you kind of oversee it as it is if you just walk up a hill. So that that was kind of cool about it. There you go. There you go. All right, what are we doing for Thursday night football? If I'm not uh, going to go to Mexico, I guess I have no action, but I can live through you guys. So what are we doing with the Niners and the Giants? Uh, pizza bet. And, again, more like Little Caesars, $5 hot and ready instead of take the family out to Pizza Rock. Uh, let's go with the Giants plus 10 and a half. Ooh. John, are you convinced? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we talked about, right? That's that, that if it was going to be a side, it was going to be the New York Giants. And I think the 49ers are a little overvalued as a team as a whole. So, yeah, I'm in. Okay. Uh, let's turn to college football. John, can you uh, run your theory on uh, Sam oh. and Milrow by Powers? And let's figure out what we're going to do with Ole Miss and Bama. Yeah, Brad, so this is my theory. Uh, nobody's ever going to talk me out of it when I die. It'll be my last words to my children. Um, Jalen Milrow was suspended for the USF game. There's, there's just no way that you watch those quarterbacks in practice and in that game and go, nah, he doesn't need to see a single snap here. I don't think that's crazy. Uh, so, no, I, I think uh, – and you read some of the tea leaves. There was some disruption there in locker room and whatnot. Uh, he talked about he'd like to see a little bit more as far as leadership, and he saw it during the game. So, yeah, I uh, I don't doubt that. I think that's a conspiracy theory I can get behind. So, then, like, pushing that forward – what do we make of what the market's done here with Alabama against Ole Miss? And have you done anything? Because, you know, it's obviously been floating around that uh, seven, seven and a half number, or no, it should be seven and a half, uh, six and a half number. Uh, and I would think that I can kind of understand that people are hesitant, but I, I think the market's hesitant on a team that went to USF and had two awful quarterbacks. That's not the case. Milrow is athletic. They would be able to do something a little different with him. He is their better option. What do you do with this game? I'm with you on that. I bet Alabama anything under seven. Um, I think there's a little too much negativity about Alabama right now. Uh, I mean, look no further. This this game was traded in the summer at more than a few books uh, at above two touchdowns. Forget a touchdown, two touchdowns. Alabama's like 14 and a half, 15 point favorite here. So I get it. You got to downgrade them from what you've seen so far. Ole Miss has covered every game, but I'll, I'll say this: I think not only the Milrow situation is giving some value on the Crimson side. I think the final scores for the last two weeks on Ole Miss are giving us some value here because two very misleading finals, games that were nip and tuck in the fourth quarter, ended up being 17- and 25-point wins for Ole Miss. Uh, I just think that that's a little bit misleading. I'm rolling tight here. Let's play the six and a half. All right. Can I see if I can get Brad to agree with me on one more thing? I laid it with Ohio State. I don't get this love for Notre Dame. I think that you're reading too much into it if you're watching Sam Hartman pick apart Tennessee State and Navy. I also think that NC State game, I don't know why I'm getting more aggressive, I also think that NC State game was a, a, was a lot closer than the final score indicated outside of some catastrophic plays down the stretch. I, I was going to say I laid the wood. It's three points. I laid it with Ohio State. Totally agree. Yes! Uh, I would say Ohio. going back to what I bet in the summer at really bad numbers, Ohio State's my biggest position of the year. Uh, I 
I th- and people are like, oh, that line of scrimmage and stuff like that. I think Ohio State wins the line of scrimmage. Notre Dame's guard center guard interior of the offensive line was not that strong in my opinion. I haven't been impressed with the right tackle. The only guy that's really wowed me on the, on the offensive line for the Irish left tackle, Joe Alt, who might be the best left tackle in college football. I'll give him his due there. But And then on the defensive side of the ball, Notre Dame does not have much size on the defensive line. Haven't really been tested yet there. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, when you factor in that, you factor in Ohio State starting to find their way. I think it had Notre Dame wanted to win this game, you get Ohio State in game one or game two. I thought they started to find their legs. The Buckeyes did last week. And then, you know, also, uh, I think Ohio State's defense, the improvements that they made, I know they haven't played anybody yet, but I think we'll see just how improved this defense is on Saturday night. All right, Brad. What are we doing with the Nevada teams, both of them in Texas? So first, UNLV is now down to one and a half against UTEP. I bet UTEP, uh, when it opened above a field goal and shouldn't have, uh, I just, you know, off a big win. Let's see, let's see how grown up. I, I do think there's an adult running the program now for the first time in a while. Uh, you know, shot intended. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for that, but I just, what I see, I mean, I do like the coaching staff quite a bit for UNLV, but this is the next step is, you know, after a really big win for the program, you're going on the road, you're facing a desperate team. You know, laying points. I just I got to see it first. So I think the desperate team UTEP here plus the points on uh, Nevada game Reno. Uh, we're going over the total. I my power rings are really strong on Nevada. They were last week and having to be right. Uh, but man, I don't, I'm not sure my power rings got a full hand on this Texas State team or the market for that regard. I and mean, this is a team that's three and zero against the number, covering by three touchdowns per game so far. I like the over though. This Texas State offense went super high paced. Uh, I thought this was a relatively low total. And Nevada moved football in Kansas. All right, Pac-12 action. Rising is going to play. Utah is now six against UCLA. Yeah, even though I think he could be rusty, I like Utah there. It's more of a play against UCLA. Dante Moore, first big-time road start. I'm not going to count San Diego State uh, as a true road test there. So uh, I just think Salt Lake City for a young quarterback, probably not ideal. I'm not sure what UCLA is this year yet. We'll find out. Uh, I do know what – I mean, you got to give Utah credit for beating Florida and Baylor with a backup quarterback. So – uh, I, I like Utah here. Early in the week, I bet Arizona State against the, uh, USC plus thirty-five. Oh no! <laughs> oh, at thirty-five, you got it. I did get thirty-five. Yes. Yeah, I like that. You still get that right now. Looks like a DraftKings in the Hall of Famers at South Point. Uh, I like that bet quite a bit. Uh, everyone's throwing them in the trash, deservedly so. Though they're now in the third-string quarterback, and uh, we'll see. It looks like it'll be Drew Pine. I'm not a fan at all, but. Uh, I just think, I mean, this was another game that was traded in multiple sports books in the offseason. And we're talking, it was like 14 and a half. And now it's 34 and a half, 35. Uh, yeah, even with the significant downgrades on Arizona State and with the, you know, a third string quarterback, I'm, I'm going to take the sun doubles here. Oregon 21 against Dion. We're laying it. Uh, blowout city. Uh, you always, whenever you got a big favorite, what's the motivation for margin? I think Oregon has it just with all the, uh, the, the hoopla and hype surrounding Colorado. I also wonder, is Colorado starting to run out of gas? All the hype and everything and all the games that have happened over the last three weeks, how much do they have left uh, each and every week? A big time, I mean, eyeballs on them constantly. Uh, Travis Hunter is that one non-quarterback that should move a point spread. He's worth at least a point. I got people telling me that they downgraded him two points, Colorado's team power rating with him out of the lineup. Um, and obviously the three and zero, they're a great story, but I mean they're two plays away from being one and two and a non-story. 
Okay, what do Brett. we do in the pack? I'm sorry. Yeah, Damama. What do we do in the pack two title game? <laughs> yeah, I like that. I kind of secretly hope that is the title game uh, this year. I really would. I would be so overjoyed if that was the case. Uh, even though I got a – oh, no, I do have an Oregon State ticket to win the conference, so I'd be, I would be happy. Uh, I'm laying it. Speaking of Oregon State, I'm laying it for the points. I just think they're the more complete team. Uh, they're kind of off a lackadaisical effort against San Diego State last week where they didn't cover. But, man, up front, O-line, D-line, they're just a little bit better than Washington State. So I'm not afraid to lay the three on the road. This is going to be another oh, no. John, let me jump this in before you go. Um, I took – please don't say oh, no. I took Michigan State plus seven and a half against Maryland. I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tough. I don't like Maryland. I just I bet Michigan State last week. I can no longer until I see multiple games of difference. I can no longer bet Michigan State after what I saw last week. I mean that if Washington wanted to win that game by sixty points, they could have. That's how dominant of a performance that was. So Maryland has not looked good. They've gotten off the slow starts. I don't mind you taking the seven and a half to be honest with you. I think that's a pretty decent number. I can tell you I laid a four early in the week because I can only envision the market being very anti-Michigan State. So what I was going to jump in with was, and you mentioned, I can't remember what team it was, uh, you know, that was 0-3 against the spread and not covering by a wide margin. Uh, Vandy's up there too, Brad. I have bet against them in three of their four games. Uh, but do I jump off the train this weekend, though, against Kentucky? They're catching, what is it, like, what is it now, 13, 13 and a half? Yep. I think you jump off of the fade train. Okay. I There were some 14s available for a very short period. I think that was a really good bet that, I, that even I missed. I should have jumped in at that point. I just thought there'd be still some negativity on Vanderbilt being the only 0-4 team against the, the spread so far this season. Uh, no, I, I haven't seen anything from Kentucky's offense that would want me to go on the SEC road and lay two touchdowns with against the Vanderbilt team. That now their backs against the wall after that upset loss against UNLV last week. So Vandy's the play. If you can't find 14, I still think plus 13 and a half is a good bet. Uh, how big are the absences on the offensive end for Iowa against Penn State? This thing's up to 15. I huge. I I, just, I don't see Iowa scoring more than fourteen points, and even then, I might be a little surprised. So, Cade uh, McNamara is not healthy. He's going to play, and he still looks like he's fifty percent. Very immobile, to say the least. Lachey's out at tight end. Uh, he was their leading receiver. I just don't see a pathway for Iowa's offense. This has like twenty-seven to ten, thirty to ten written all over it. I thought the mom was going to jump in. Yeah, that's right. No, I was going to. I was going to ask about Penn State, Iowa, and then JVT jumped me. So I was like, ah, okay, yeah, sorry, I apologize. You, uh, you actually both jumped me because I was expecting an oh no because I was going to say bet over forty and a half, but uh, Brad just gave a couple of scores that would suggest it's going to go under forty. Okay, I'm not a big guy. I mean, it takes. I don't. I can't bet forty and under. It's just because all it takes is a couple turnovers and you're just dead. Brad, can I follow up with this? Does Penn State low key stink? I mean, you like you need the late you need the late score against West Virginia to get there. I watched them against Illinois, like the, like weird conservative stuff from Franklin. Aller didn't really look awesome. Am I overreacting? Yes, <laughs> low key stink. I mean, you're talking about just point spreads. They're still winning games by double digits mm-hmm. here. No, I <laughs> so I no, uh, we'll find the problem is. Well, look at their schedule. I think you got Northwestern on deck. Uh, then I think a buy, then UMass. We're not going to know how good they are until they go to Columbus, Ohio on October 21st. 
Brad, you're the best. BradPowerSports.com, BradPower7 up on Twitter. We appreciate the spot. For, and thanks for the advice on uh, El Paso. Go to the stadium. Don't go anywhere else, basically, is the advice. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for having me, guys. There you go. See you, Brad. All right. And I did not try to squeeze in uh, Harbaugh's return. I didn't want to be really devastated and disappointed. I think that's my thing now with Brad is just to mention what I bet and just get oh no's all the, all the time. It's not it's not great. Thanks to uh, Battleborn Injury Alert for uh, presenting the show today. Thanks to Damon and JBT. We'll see you Thursday Night Football. Coogler and Baselli on the way.